Welcome to Tales from the Green Room, backstage conversations from popular music venues around the country, curated by Mount Tam Media. Listen in as host Dennis Trusulo and Mount Tam Media founder Tammy Larson dig up conversations with artists before and after shows in the exclusive confines of the Green Room. Hello, Tammy. Hi, Dennis. What up? Oh, hey, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I want to get to it here because we have been waiting a long time to present this Tales from the Green Room episode featuring... Jerry's Middle Finger. Thank you. That was was a drum roll. Jerry's Middle Finger, affectionately known as JMF. Not going to lie, we love this band. We love every individual in the band. We love what they do collectively. They are a tribute band to the Jerry Garcia band, not to the Grateful Dead. Funny thing is, the Jerry Garcia band was a cover band of sorts, so you'll hear them talk a little bit about we're a cover band covering a cover band, and that does not do this band justice at all. And I want to point out, you'll hear from John Gold throughout uh, the interview a couple of times, he said something to me that resonated, and that is, you know, Dennis. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) uh, The symphony is a cover band. That's right. And, and I think that really says a lot because the way they recreate the music and add their own touch, it's it's impeccable. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. You're going to listen to their music, listen to them talk about it. The three-part journey with them started at the Mystic Theater in Petaluma, California, mm-hmm. which is a, a great venue. And there we, we sat down with Rodney Newman, who gave us a little history of the band. We also met with John Gold there and the Lady Fingers, who we love both of them. That would be Helena Janus and Lisa, Lisa Marlsberger. I mean, the two of them, what, what they add to the band is, is unreal. And they're always front and center right where they should be. So because Garrett DeLoyne and who is the uh, lead guitarist extraordinaire with the band and Sun Vo were not available that evening at the Mystic, we got to meet again at a separate time. And that was at the Sweetwater Music Hall on an off day, so to speak. Garrett came into the Sweetwater. We got Sun on the phone and we uh, got a great chance to visit with them. Then the third part of the journey, everybody together right before a Sweetwater Music Hall performance together to sort of sum it up. Yeah. And that was in Bob Weir's green room. That was. <laughs> Which is, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that, why that was so important. Well, I'll just say that there you'll hear about the calling out for, hey, Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you want to come and sit in with us. That comes up. And then see what else happened. Well, along the way, we spent some time with them at Skull and Roses. We didn't necessarily interview them there, but that is where someone else discovered them. And that would be the famous deadhead and NBA Hall of Famer, Bill Walton. He discovered them right around Skull and Roses, or I think it was at at Skull and Roses, and we interviewed him directly after he heard them play. And wow, I, I mean, he talks a lot <laughs> for sure, but he loves this band and uh, he made note of that. I think he met with every single individual band member to tell them just how wonderful they are. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we should point out we did a uh, joint interview with the No Simple Road podcast. That's exactly right. Shout out to them. Yes. No Simple Road. They have a wonderful podcast and we shared a little bit of our, our interviews with them and vice versa. But they are a wonderful crew, so check check so them if out. If you too. want to hear what Bill Walton said to us, and not what we asked him per se, <laughs> but what he said to us, you can go to the No Simple Road podcast, yep. and uh, there you have it. And you know, I think that that's sort of where things started happening. I think for them, yeah, I think what we found out too was the band, or we noticed and they noticed that the band was experiencing what they called a shift or a level up. 
during that time frame, after, mm-hmm. in part due to the Bill Walton experience or endorsement, as we'll call it. A couple of things, uh, a couple of the band members are quitting their day jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I mean, we were wondering if this might be the beginning of the band touring outside of the West Coast because they have gone all up and down California. They've been to Oregon, Arizona, and performed. So I don't know. Who Didn't knows? you just say Lisa got her passport or something? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Lisa Marlsberger just posted, I've got my passport, and she was sort of uh, coy about it. Maybe she'll go do some traveling. Hey, maybe it's going to be an international thing for these guys. It is worthy of that. Uh, The other thing that happens uh, since, and Garrett talks about it, is uh, his side project, the G. DeLoyne Band, or the Garrett DeLoyne Band. Oh my God. They're great. Not Grateful Dead, covers of all kinds of an eclectic, like the Crusaders and Dr. Hook, Bill Withers, Rory Buchanan, Les McCann. Oh Buddy my. Miles. Yeah. Oh, it, it's if you ever get a chance and you're in the Bay Area, you see, you've got to go see them. In fact, they're going to be at Sweetwater, uh, I think, in December of 2023. So there you go. There's a, there's a chance. What else happened? Sun Vo. Yep. Released his book. Yes. Which uh, we love. We both read the book, Tales of the Mekong Delta Bluesman, an autobiography of Sun Vo. That's the title, and it chronicles the life and times of Sun, the bass player of Jerry's Middle Finger. He was a Vietnam native, and he escaped to the U.S. just as Saigon was about to fall at the end of the Vietnam War. I think it's been described as... Uh, definitely witty. He is funny. <laughs> I mean, there are times I was laughing out loud as you were sleeping. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't wake you up. He's quite funny. And it's heart-wrenching as well. You know, it's those those two things combined for and, sure. And, and Sun just told us you can now find that, or you will soon be able to find it on his website, sunvosongs.com. That's S-O-N-V-O songs.com. But you're going to hear more about the book a little bit later in the podcast. So with all that, we have to tell you this. It's sort of a somber moment for us, but the first two interviews along the journey we just described, plus our visit with the band that you mentioned at, at Skull and Roses, uh, was with our dear friend, my dear friend for many, many years, Augustine Oropesa. And uh, Augie, as we call him, uh, we were set to introduce Augie as a co-host, a regular co-host on our podcast. And uh, he was there at The Mystic. Uh, where he recognized something in Garrett that was unique, and they really connected on it. They'll talk about it a bit in the interview. He certainly connected with a son about his book, both being immigrants uh, to the United States. And Augie was just perfect. He's just mm-hmm. had so much. Uh, we have him on another one or no two. No one like Augie. <laughs> There's no one like Augie. And during this time, Augie was battling uh, cancer, and uh, it appeared he was successfully battling it. And uh, sadly, it got the best of him, mm-hmm. uh, and he passed before this could be released. And I, I have to say, when we were at the Mystic, um, this is always going to be indelible on me. The band was playing Knocking on Heaven's Door, and uh, Augie just turned to me and said, and he used to call me Dog, this is for me, Dog. Yeah. And, and he looked at me, and without any, you know, just emotion, I mean, it was emotional perhaps, but it was just not any fear. With no fear, mm-hmm. he put his... Uh, hand on his heart and he clutched himself somewhat and listened to the song closed his eyes it was actually beautiful and uh at the time i thought oh he's full of it you know this is just he's just saying that but indeed i guess it was for him so uh, we're not god bless you and yeah we're rest in peace yeah rest in peace augie we're not you're not you will hear his um, voice on this podcast we won't hear it again but augie will always be uh, a part of the tales from the green room podcast yeah 
And uh, as such, uh, this episode uh, with Jerry's Middle Finger is dedicated to Augie Augustino Rapesa. May you rest in peace. big it does it sounds yeah. very big. i might have to ask you about that <laughs> it's it is important um yeah you know what i'm gonna just go right there because yeah, i brought go it for up it. go for how it. did you come up with the idea of a cover band for the jerry garcia band uh well garrett deloyne and the lead guitarist and singer and i have been friends for uh just about 30 years now we met in colorado in the 90s um we were both big deadheads and uh garrett moved out to la and we found ourselves, you know, once again living close to each, close enough to each other to want to obviously play music, something that we can't avoid doing as much <laughs> Thank, as possible. Thankfully, so um, we had some friends, actually a bass player, um, Jason Buck, who lives in Palos Verdes, who used to play in Garrett's band in Colorado in the '90s. Lives um, down there. He's got a studio, so we'd go down and jam, and of course, inevitably, we'd play Grateful Dead. And so um, it's, you know, it really took shape pretty quick because Garrett is just like immensely talented and he knows, he knows um, he's a, he's got such an ear and such a skill level that he knows Jerry well enough that um, it just happened. He just sounded like Jerry. Like he, it was, it was an unavoidable, um, you know, magic. With all the rich saints and the fallen world. And they're waiting for us. And they're waiting for us. And they're waiting for a miracle. So, uh, we we started playing more often. We started playing parties and got a couple bar gigs. But we were playing Grateful Dead, and as I'm sure you know and have heard of the band Cubensis is also in Los Angeles. Right. We quickly became friends with them, um, and out of respect for them and also respect for a bit of variety. Garrett and I said, well, why don't we play some JGB? Um, and basically, it just happened. Uh, Garrett and I start play, went through a couple keyboard players, and then um, Helena joined, Lisa joined. Um, 
uh, our original bass player, Sunvo, friends with Lisa. I mean, it all took shape quite quickly. And we realized that JGB, um, it's not only, as people say, going to church <laughs> in, in the sense that those who are um, deadheads who were back in the day, you know, going to a dead show is one thing. Um, great. Let's go to four shows, Shoreline or whatever. But when Jerry played JGB, it was like you get the tingles in your neck and you're like, here we go. I'm getting them now. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Jerry's playing the wharf, you know, yeah, it's like, and not everyone went, you know, it was a special thing. And so we, we've kind of clung to that, the beauty of that, of JGB being a special event and we honor the Grateful Dead. We love the Grateful Dead. We play dead songs. We do. Outside of this band and in this band. But JGB became our thing. And that's what we're that is loving a great to do. answer. And that is the, the accurate. Let me tell you something. I'm going to bring my own experiences into this. Mm. Uh, growing up in San Francisco, uh, first dead show, uh, 1975. Ooh, okay, nice. At Lindley Meadows. I'm in high school and somebody says, hey, there's a free concert. Golden Gate Park. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I start. However, so my friend group from San Francisco, one of whom is uh, my technician here, Augustine Horpeza, um, we now start going to dead shows, et cetera. But there was a period of time, and you mentioned the Warfield, mm -hmm. probably in the 80s, I'm going to say, when uh, we went through this thing where we said, the dead are out and Jerry's in. <laughs> and what we meant by that was we were going to uh, Jerry Garcia band shows at the Warfield. Yeah. And you guys bring that back and it's it's, it's everything you just said and, yeah and it's i mean we're lucky to do it i mean it's not like you know this the important message in all of this is that we are doing this because we we play this music for the same reason that you go to see this music exactly. because we love this music right. and it's a it's a very it's a real gift because what we're able to do is enjoy performance and look out and see people doing reacting to it the same way we would if we were out there and you so can see that yeah. i always say this and you guys have heard me say it a hundred times but the energy is cyclical and i've heard i just heard bob weir in his recent interview with cbs yes say the same thing you know bobby did this whole thing where the music sits at i don't remember the word he used it was he used a great bobby word but it was <laughs> um you know this, the music sits up here i'm pointing you know above yes, my feet in the air above my head at, in between the the audience and the band and we somehow meet here but as being a being a deadhead and playing music and watching people enjoy it and feel it it's just i mean it's you, part can't, of the whole experience. you can't ask for a it's, better yeah thing. it's a reciprocal yes experience, exactly without exactly. question in fact uh, it's, symbiotic. it's symbiotic yeah and you know uh, in fact uh I think Augie said tonight, you guys, I feel like we're part of the band tonight. I think you said you that. And that was exactly what yeah, you're you talking are. about. And, and that's, yeah. That's because yeah. we are, yeah. You play the band as well as we play the music. Yeah. yeah. That's fabulous. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Rodney, uh, well, that, thank you for that. I just couldn't resist asking. Oh, sure. <laughs> and by the way, we have John Gold in here. Mm -hmm. Gosh darn it. So and great. Lisa Mossberger and, and Helena Yanish. And Helena. Yeah. Um, these two lovely ladies. Were, I can hand the mic over if you want. Uh, no, I, no. I, I do have uh, one thing I wanted to yeah, say about it. No, don't hand it over yet. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say when we get to the Sweetwater thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll let you lead Well, I just thing. wanted to let everybody know who else is in the room yeah. in the background yelling out. Uh, these two lady fingers uh, were the part of our uh, inaugural The Woman Are Smarter podcast mm -hmm. and killed it. And, uh, we're, and that's coming back out. And you guys are always going to be the inaugural. And I'm so happy about that. Okay. Yeah. Now. Now, let's go Sweetwater Music Hall. 
50-year anniversary of that club in uh, two two locations mainly. Um, but Rodney, I don't. Did you play at the old Sweetwater? No, okay. but I was a I was I attended many shows at the Sweetwater way back in the day when I was in high school. I came up and saw. Um, it wasn't the show that Jerry played with Elvis Costello. The '89. But I did see Elvis Costello at the Sweetwater. I think at some other point. I'm. I don't know. There's a few. I, I right. saw artists. Other artists. It was a few years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. <laughs> and I mean, that was a special room. That it felt. I was just saying to our tour manager John Hart. I was yeah. telling him that that old Sweetwater felt to me like somebody's living room. There was like a quality to it that was like it felt so comfortable. Um, and it was so intimate. It was really it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to, you know, bring that back to the new Sweetwater. Not easy to do. It takes time. Yeah. Um, and it's been 10 plus years there. And the people I've been talking to the last month as the 50th anniversary kicks off mm -hmm. have all started to say it's starting to seep into the walls a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know? and, um, For sure. So tell me what your experiences are at the, the new and current Sweetwater. Yeah, Sweetwater actually for us, I think is the, the place where we, I, yeah, we sort of, you know, we got, we had, we had sort of been, um, you know, guided to step on this springboard. Yeah. And when we, when we walked in this sweet water, that springboard clicked and we took off. So it's always going to have a special yeah. place. Yeah. And, and it, you know, our friend Tom Craig, um, is friends with one of, uh, one of the owners and, they had heard, you know, and Tom was a, immediately, TC was immediately just a huge fan and really got us in, our foot in the door at Sweetwater. And since Sweetwater became our home up in North Bay yeah. and the Bay Area for some, you know, to some degree. And it's always been a very special place for us. That's um, fantastic. What, uh, any memorable nights there other than the fact that that's where you launched it all? Uh, many. Um, yeah. One that stands out was a night when... Um, uh, our very close friend and wonderful, amazing human being, Andy Logan. Oh, um, yeah, who I think we all know, but you know, yes. he's got the spectacular guitar collection and owns Alli mm -hmm. Jerry's Alligator. Yes, he does. Had sh uh, showed up with um, some guitars for Garrett to play. Uh, he played a Tiger replica for a while, and then he played Saturn, yeah. which is oh, a guitar. Stephen, yeah, the Stephen Cripes uh, Saturn, which is a guitar that was built for Jerry, but Jerry never got to play it. Um, that was a wow. particularly, I mean, now Garrett plays, uh, the Scarab, which Andy helped, um, or had built for Garrett custom built. So um, Andy, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Thank you, yeah, it is. But Thank yeah. you for the shout outs. Andy Logan deserves a shout out big time. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you can't so shout out that. enough about yeah. Andy Logan. So yeah. yeah, he's, he, he made that particular show very, very special really for special. us. He just added to his collection, um, at the Music Heals International uh, Benefit, which was a couple of weeks ago. And he, uh, of course, uh, won the bid on a guitar signed by uh, Lucas Nelson and Bob Weir. So oh, he just nice. Added to it. And he was there, and I'm looking, you know what? I knew he was going to get it. <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, yeah he's and how about the, the room, the sound, the people, the vibe, the knowing that all these other iconic people have played? Yeah, there. I was joking with. I think it was Helena. Maybe was I was talking to Helena earlier. When the first several times we played, um, we always we always thought Bobby was going to show up. Yeah. yeah, there was like it was part of the. I mean, we played. I don't know. There's a magic in the room that, but like we were always just so excited 
that Bobby's going to sh- like, and there was rumors that he might because he, we knew he was in town. We knew he was home. And, um, Will, uh, I'm forgetting the owner of uh, TC's friend, who is a part owner of the place. He's gonna kill me if I if I. Right. Hopefully, you can cut that part out. Okay, but no, no, uh, no, he, no, no, he's cuts. good. He's really good friends with uh, with Bobby. Yeah, and he always Christmas would say story. like, "Oh, I sent Bobby a message," and we're like, "Oh my god, can you imagine?" You know. And, yeah, no, uh, so there. Yeah. Chris Moscone. I'm trying to think of names here. Chris Moscone and Paul Winston. Paul Winston. Paul Winston. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Paul Winston. Saved you. Yes, yes. Saved you. Winston. 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 Yeah. 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 It, yeah, but uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, it's but, happened. It's happened. Before. It might have been. A, it might have been. He might have just been, uh, you know, puppeteering yeah. with our emotions because Pimping you. Yeah, because it definitely added some yeah. excitement. But that room is fantastic. This Meyer sound system. Oh. Um, the sound. Michael Wilson. The yes, Michael. That's Michael's, right. Michael Wilson. He is a uh, no. phenomenal engineer. He usually mixes our. There's been a couple other guys, Chabby. Those guys all just. It's just magic, magic sound, and uh, always a great vibe. And that's we fabulous. we. Yeah. That's and fabulous. it's one of those venues too where you play and people come out because it's it's a special place. They they want to go see special music in a special place and they know they're going to get and it. You feel so. it. What we were talking about before, right? Yeah. You exactly. Exactly. Well, that is that is well great answers. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Let's uh, pass the mic yeah. over to yeah. uh, John over there. Oh my God. John, you are. But you've been. You told me a story, John Gold. Everybody, John yep. Gold. Everybody. Hello. Hey. Um, tell me what I've John, won. Uh, <laughs> yep, <okay. laughs> uh, Jonathan Gold. Yeah. To be formal. Uh, John told me a uh, little story earlier about uh, his, a sweet mortar memory about a, a photo, etc. Yeah, yeah, Hart, yeah. Yeah. The first time Literally. we went to play there, uh, uh, John Hart, our tour manager. Um, who we met it over at Terrapin Crossroads, uh, uh, said, oh, you're playing the Sweetwater. you got to go check out this photo that's in the green room at, at, at Sweetwater. It's 1983, Greek theater, uh, Berkeley. Uh, check out who's, like, riding the rail in front of Jerry <laughs> uh, in this photograph that is, you know, taken from behind the band and out to the whole audience. It's mostly audience. But on the rail, right in front of Jerry, is John Hart, our himself. tour manager, <laughs> yes. my brother Richard, my brother Brian, uh, and a couple other guys that were in their crew at the time. They had their shirts off or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I mean, it's over the couch. So I, you know, I stood on the couch and I took like close-ups of the, uh, you know, of this photograph that's uh, in, in that. Uh, you know, in the green room, it was so exciting. That brings you right to it. Oh my god! Completely. Now, I have not necessarily noticed that photo. Um, uh, check it out now. next time. Yeah, you will now. <laughs> but I will now. There's a yep. lot of great photos there. That is. Yeah. Oh, because we were talking about. I was thinking it was the same as a uh, a show where John Cipollina appeared with the dad. It was the same weekend or something, but it wasn't that show. I think it wasn't John, that particular that show. Wasn't that particular show that John right. uh, told us? Who took that photo? Do you know? Is that a Blakesburg? Or? <sighs> I don't remember. I yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, shout out to Jay who starts our uh, Tales from the Green Room Sweetwater series. Shout out Tuesday. to Jay Blakesburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah Blakesburg. Yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Bob Minkin. And Bob Minkin, who is here tonight as Let's, a fan, not working, but just totally. as a fan. Totally. I don't know if he took a picture. Yeah, I don't think he did. Amazing. I asked him, are you working? He goes, nope, I'm just here enjoying yep. myself. I love these guys. How Let's shout that? out. Let's also shout out to Hal Masonberg. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Who has helped up yeah. helped us a lot. Huh? 
oh, and yes, uh, Tamara Klamner was here. Oh, yeah. oh Tamara was Tamara? here. Yeah. Yep. Tamara, who we all enjoyed some time with. Uh, we missed you. You were there. Yeah, at me, Days but, Between Festival. But the Days Between. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, well, thank you for that story, John. It's thank awesome. you. But thank you for your playing tonight. Oh, I mean, man. What? As always. Yes, <laughs> come on. It was, it was beautiful. Oh, and well, I love the way you. you guys just acknowledge each other and just uh, afterwards and showing how much fun you had, you know? And I was wondering, is that because... Uh, the, the, the mini uh, week NorCal weekend just ended, or is that because it's just tonight? Uh, both, both, probably. What, what happened? Oh, we had, yeah, <laughs> we had we had JP on base tonight. Uh, we had uh, Sun Vo the last two nights, but I mean, and they both bring uh, they bring their game, right? And the most wonderful thing about their their game is that it's so solid that we all feel trust and confidence. So when that's happening, we can all take risks and, right. you know, so cool. imp improv as we go, knowing that we're safe. It's crazy. And you were celebrating that. Completely. But the energy, I got to. Yeah. Yeah. That's every night. Pass the mic over. But I got to say, I, I got to say, though. Pass the mic. <laughs> I'll pass the mic. One, one fat second. Um, tonight's energy. Sorry. But no, yeah. No, the energy in the room was incredible, yeah. palpable. Yeah. We felt it. It was beyond. Never miss a Sunday show. Seriously, right? seriously. And Sunday night and raining. You cannot. Uh, you I know, mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, now I'll okay. pass. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I say pass it over to, uh, to oh, Lena yeah. first because Lisa is the fucking Lisa, closer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. No, no offense taken, right? No, I mean, you're all good. I 100% agree. I'm on probation. I've been right on now. this. Yeah. Yeah. You always count on oh, Lisa on to put the cherry on top. So, so Helena, first of all, thank you for helping facilitate tonight. You're very welcome. Yes, My pleasure. Yeah. Between and uh, you're so great. And thank awesome. you all for giving us this time and space. By the way, after uh, three days. You're welcome, Dan. Really thank you. It. I do. I have to say. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. So, um, but uh, Helena said, oh, I said, oh, we're talking about Sweetwater. And she sent me a text. I said, well, hell, just read what you just said. Because <laughs> it was amazing. But, but tell us your, your thoughts on Sweetwater. Yeah, it was basically, I mean, it, 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 you know, kind of off of what Rodney was saying, like uh, something about it feeling like home, you know. And that, uh, that was, I think that was what we, what, when we go back there, it, it is, like he said, describe that springboard feeling of where we really first kind of had this moment of like everything gelled and we could see the future and um and it was so comfortable there you know so it just was it was a wonderful experience to have our first gig there they took such good care of us it was like the first time we were we were just kind of floating around you know they were they were <laughs> treating us so nicely and they mixed us so beautifully and it was such a wonderful room to play we were in seventh heaven we were just really stoked and so you know with what my point that i made to you when we, you and i were talking was that you know we play amazing and beautiful venues all up and down the west coast but Coming to Sweetwater always feels like coming home. It, and I was it really does. I look at her text when she said that, but you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was I close? I, I think you pretty much got it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, wow, very good. Right because on. it came that that sentiment comes from the heart. Yes, right for sure, hundred yeah. percent. It's a uh, feeling we get when we go there. Yeah. It feels like Bobby's house, you know, yeah. and we're like I hanging have to out say, there. That 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 
that rumor that uh, he's going to sit in happens a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of bands, so and it doesn't always actually happen, but I feel like it, yeah. it's going to with you guys because... Okay, uh, Bobby. Yeah. So We're waiting. If you're listening. Exciting. It was exciting <laughs> yeah. just knowing that, you know, I, I, I put some of my equipment, you know, we set up and then you, uh, the cases that the equipment comes out of. Sorry. The cases that the equipment comes out of. Uh, you know, you got to put it somewhere, and and I put it on this pile of equipment, and they go, "Don't put it there. That's Bobby's a- a amplifier, and if he's coming, you know, you have to. That has to be available." Oh, and we're wow. like going, "What? Well, he's that, coming." That's you like know. a hint. <laughs> oh, seriously? No, we were, you know, we we freaked out there. Yeah, go more Wait. than one occasion. We're gonna let Ronnie uh, go say goodbye to some friends. Um, thank you. Okay. All right. So, all right. Now, thank you. Uh, Helena, thank you for the, You're welcome. Thank you for confirming that. Do you have any other? Do you have a special or a favorite moment from? from well, I, I will say I have a, a favorite feeling uh, growing up uh, with um, family in Mill Valley and oh. running around Mill Valley as a kid, up and down the Dipsy Steps and all through that area, that. and hearing that. about the Sweetwater for years and. As I started playing out and you know getting to do more at different venues and traveling around, that was a like a goal destination. And I remember the old Sweetwater as a kid, you know, going by it, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, everybody plays there." My cousins would tell me. So when I grew up, you know, that was like, "Oh, we're gonna play Sweetwater," you know. And it was it so it, it, it that's another reason it probably feels like coming Absolutely. home for me a little bit because I have family and and grew up running around Mill Valley quite a bit as a kid. So congratulations yeah. for achieving your goal. Yeah, thank One you. Pretty cool. No, it is. It's, <laughs> that the, is super it's full cool. circle for sure. Yeah, Definitely. That, that's called living the dream and all that 100%. stuff. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Kind of. God, that's, I didn't know that. Very dreamy. Yeah, and that, like, see, this is what yeah. happens in the green room. You guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> it does feel like a dream um, for sure. So. Yeah. Who knew? Well, all right. You, I'm going to hand, hand, hand you over to my, my counterpart here. You know, we had some adrenaline and then we, we built her up and, now she's like, really? What am I supposed to say? Better I better not screw up. I better not screw this up. Screw this up. You have no shot of screwing I better not screw this up. So, uh, hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you doing, Dennis? Nice to yeah, see you again. Sister, thank you for the wonderful greeting tonight. Um, so ha- happy to see you. And tell us your Sweetwater moments and your thoughts. God, we've been so lucky to play Sweetwater a handful of times. And... I'm hoping we get to go back there sooner than later. That would be fantastic. And yes, it would be really good if Bobby would come and play. And I remember one of those nights Rodney was talking about where we really thought he might come and play. And off on this little side alcove that's next to where John Gold usually plays, I think his amp was there. So all of us were like, oh, my God, he might actually really be coming. And yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know. Bob's a really, really interesting, really cool guy. And we would love to play a few songs with him. I admire him as a dad and a family guy, particularly. It'd, it'd be really fun to spend a little quality time with Bob. But one particular night, I remember there were a lot of really cool people there, including Andy Logan and Bob Minkin. He was mentioned too. And not only those fantastic people, but John Gold's daughter and one of her friends were there. And our friend TC and Cynthia were there. And I even think Rodney's sister, Julie, might have been there that night too. I think you might. 
And Hugh was there as well, too. And we were in the green room. And what was really cool is one of the Jerry's Middle Fingers posters had been matted and framed. And we saw it hanging on the wall. So all of us were like, oh, my God, we're hanging on the wall in the Sweetwater green room. But what was cooler than that is... This collaboration of all these amazing people were in there hanging out, talking with us. And I think it was either on set break or at the end of the night. I can't remember. And then the amazing photographer Jamie Soja walks in, too. And he pulls up a chair and stands up on it and has us all gather around. And so there's Bob Minkin, Andy Logan, all of us, John Gold's daughter, TC, Cynthia, Julie Newman, and just a cast of really, really loving people. And unfortunately, Jamie wasn't in the photo, but he did take the photo. Okay. And everybody's <laughs> arms were around each other. And it was a really particularly warm, loving night. And yeah, going to Sweetwater is really awesome. And on a side note, Sweetwater, like the first three times I was there, you had this delicious potato leek soup. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it's not on the menu anymore. Oh, you know, man. Oh I'm going to tell you where we placed it. <laughs> I miss it's the potato leek soup. It's powder that is unbelievable. Like <laughs> it's not a creamy Everything clam on the menu either. is divine. <laughs> that, oh the Rock and Rye restaurant so is, uh, yes, oh. it's really amazing. Really, really yeah. amazing. Yeah, Sweetwater is a class act, and everybody's right. It feels like home. Well, after that story, it just feels just like home. It sounded like home. And it's one thing to play at the Sweetwater, but to have your picture in the green room. I mean, your fans. One poster, of our posters. Yeah. I mean, Very that's exciting. almost another yeah. level, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. I don't know if it still remains on the wall to I this day because I know they. I know they shift around you know, artwork, I it does. but I kind of took a we made it yeah, yeah, onto made the it. wall at Sweetwater. Oh my God! How it's lucky! How lucky are <laughs> we? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we made it onto the stage at Sweetwater multiple times. Multiple times. Even yeah. if we don't get to play with Bob. Thank you, Mr. Weir, for doing business with this wonderful place. Oh, well, thank you. And Maybe you know we'll what? get to run into you someday. I'm going to just hope that he listens to this and is a <laughs> uh, integral part of the Sweetwater from beginning to end. I think he might have an interest in this Happy podcast. 50th anniversary, well, guys, by the way. Honor yeah. that, that uh, he has you know, kept this place going. And what a gift yeah, well, you guys, to the musical all community. Of us. Let yeah. me tell you something. You guys are part of the legacy. Sweetwater. That's, right that's, that's amazing. Part of, part of its legacy. That's amazing. And congratulations on that. I thank love you. seeing you guys. Love hanging with you. Thank and you. thank you for your time. And uh, go get some rest. Thank you right for on, your time, you. Dennis. Yeah, yeah. You take thank it you easy. So much. All right, you guys. Don't Cheers. forget to have fun. Cheers. Yay. Yay. Did we turn this thing on? Welcome back to The Green Room. This is Dennis Struzzullo with Mount Time Media, and we are presenting another Tales from the Green Room episode, a continuation of our interviews with the Jerry's Middle Finger Band. And tonight, as we do that, we are at the Sweetwater, Mill Valley, California, with Garrett Deloyne. Howdy, howdy. And live from Los Angeles is Sun Vo, the bass player for Jerry's Middle Finger. Say hello. Yahoo. 
Hey, guys. Right on. And hey, folks. today, uh, I'm pleased to welcome to the fold a person that was at the Mystic Theater uh, where we interviewed the rest of the band. So this is going to be a tag on to that. And that is uh, Augustine Oropesa, who here and after will be known as Augie. So Augie. Hello, hello. This is Augie. Yes, and Augie was in the room that night when we interviewed the rest of the band and got some uh, good vibe and good tidbits from that show as well. Had a little interaction with Garrett that night that we're going to talk about. So uh, that's that's the setup. So they had a lot to say about that. So now we have rounded it out and we have all you guys uh, and we have YouTube, which as Sun said was what, the best for last, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So we're going to start as we did with everybody since we're at Sweetwater. And the funny thing is we did this uh, at the Mystics green room and asked them about Sweetwater. So now it's a little uh. more appropriate. <laughs> uh, Sweetwater Music Hall is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Wow. And that's what amazing a lot of, isn't that something? So I wanted to that's just keep, epic. It is epic, and uh, you know we're we are actually now sitting inside the green room. We mostly do our interviews in the adjacent room, which is the production room, to give the bands their space, you know, and then we infiltrate later or they come into our spot. But this is the green room, and it does feel a little bit different. It's, it's uh, I don't know. How do you feel when you walk in here, Garrett? Oh, it's comfy. I, I always love this green room. I mean, I, I never visited the old Sweetwater locations, so okay. I don't have anything else to compare it to. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. I remember being in here the first time, and we, it's just a real special spot for us. It's got these comfy couches and all this cool artwork and stuff. And I think yeah, maybe... I Maybe the first time we were here, one of the times we were here, we met Steve Parrish for the first time. He was hanging out back here with us, and we just thought that was so cool. <laughs> he wasn't smoking weed back here, was he? Oh, not back in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't hesitate to do it in here either, but uh, he was being polite to you guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you, you kind of feel the, I mean, you can't help it when you see the pictures and everybody here, but uh, any, any, uh, Anything run through your veins when you're walking through here, or is it just more about uh, comfy and happy to be here? Well, as Augie pointed out, as we walked in the back door there, there's a great photo of the Grateful Dead with Jerry just beaming. And it just sort of greets you as you walk in the door, and uh, you just have this feeling like you're in, in a special place. You know, it's Bob's place, and I was always kind of poking around the hallway like, I wonder if Bobby's here. You know, and I didn't prompt you on that. By the way, because the uh, the interview we did in the Mystic, um, there was a shout out, Bobby. You know, come on, man, let us let come on, sit in with us one day. Yeah. You know, so I think we're just gonna roll with that. <laughs> oh, that would be a dream. And uh, right, I mean, it's a good thing. Right. Son, how about your uh, experiences here, if any? I didn't even ask you in advance. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I remember coming, uh, walking in there. And there's just, there's definitely that. Ah, oh, you're you're kind of walking amongst giants, you know, and. Um, I just kind of, you know, kind of, it was not quite mystical, but kind of, but almost, you know, kind of had that, it did have a mystical element to it. So, you know, you're, you're, you're wild. You're like, wow. Yeah. Is, there's, there's a, you know, it's a vibe, it's a feeling. And, and then, especially when you walk onto the stage, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What, what about the crowds just, here? You just feel it. You, oh, it's definitely just wonderful. Just, just, it's just a wonderful. They're there, you know, the present. They're listening, you know, and I think that that's kind of there, there, there's that, that really matters, you know. Yeah, when for sure. You have a, a crowd that's they're, they're listening and, they're, and they'll break down, you know, if, if you talk to some of them, uh, 
between set on set break. They'll, they'll break down some stuff that you played. Oh yeah. <laughs> Without judgment. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, they hear, they're, they're hearing things. You're like, wow. Yeah. That's uh, we've been told by a lot of folks that uh, the artists say, you know, we feel like we can let our hair down here a little bit though. And Oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a real comfy spot to play. I mean, it feels real intimate. How many does it hold? About 300. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel that big at all. Yeah. Two, and, uh, 220. Huh? Two? <laughs> 200. I think it's three, but go ahead, Augie. What you got? I was going to add that uh, <clears throat> that uh, the place seems so small, but when the crowd is here, it's it's a large, it's it's, it's a mm-hmm. larger place. But when you walk through it like we just did right now, it's it's not much bigger than a couple yeah than a couple living rooms really you know what yeah. I mean so it is an intimate place but the mm-hmm. crowd makes it seem like we're we're at a we're at a big place yeah I wanted you know. to uh, finish one thought before we get into some other subjects past the Sweetwater but uh, in the interview with the rest of the band uh, it was brought up by John Gold that there is a photograph in the green room here that includes his brother and your tour manager John Hart that's right I was going to say there's a sort of a family vibe to this whole thing and we saw that photo hanging on the wall and uh, those two guys were like hey there's <laughs> there's me and there's my brother you know it's like sure enough there they are yeah and i i verified it tonight i said shit i haven't even looked at that photo since that interview because i keep thinking about it so garrett gave me the uh, yes it's, it's true you have to stand on the couch to see it. <laughs> That's right. The mighty John Hart is on there with his arms in the air. Yeah, and just for all to appreciate, it's from May 23rd, 1982, at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. And I was uh, confusing it or thinking it might have been a, a show where I have a photo, a famous photo that Garrett told me is a famous photo now when John Cipollina sat in with uh, the dad of the Greek on uh, May 15th, 1982. So, no, 83. 83. So a year later. Yeah, so anyway, wow. there's a lot, of, a lot of good shits going down at the Greek back in those days. Indeed. Um, so wow. let's let's talk about the, the music and uh, sort of how you get from Grateful Dead music to choosing um, JGB music. Is that, tell me, I mean, because... Well, we were talking about it a little earlier, and uh, uh, let's see, this whole thing, I think, maybe started around 2015 or 16, something like that, and... Uh, is that right, son? I think we played our first gig yeah. together around that time up there in Topanga. Yeah. Um, the Corazon, right? At the Corazon Music, yeah, Music and Arts Center. Well, so uh, in Southern California, where Rodney and I yeah. lived at the time and son lives, there yeah. was uh, there really, there wasn't much of a dead scene down there, but Cubensis had been kind of holding it down. And we, we always loved Jerry music and Grateful Dead music. Um, but to do Grateful Dead takes takes a little bit more uh, as far as like equipment and musicianship and so forth. So you need two drummers and keys and bass and two guitars. So <laughs> we kind of figured this would be an easier thing to start as a four piece and then add we added vocals soon thereafter. And uh, we love the material. Uh, I love yeah. Grateful Dead music too, but this has has more Motown and blues and that sort of yep. influence to it. And so we just kind of started. Uh, in fact, the name, the name Jerry's middle finger always still cracks me up because it started as a joke. We just didn't have a name for the band. And so we just started, I don't know, Jerry's middle finger. And there it is. And there it it's is. Awesome. It's, it's stuck yeah. the whole time. I think it's pretty good. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a brilliant name. It's hysterical. Yeah. Who came up with it, son? I, I don't know. Who, who did? Was that you, Garrett? I think was it you? was Rodney and I collectively. I don't know. 
yeah. I don't want to yeah, take yeah. blame for that one. Blame or credit. Come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, um, what was I going to say about that? That the whole we I talked about this and with the the uh, the other group about those days when uh, we as deadheads grew up in San Francisco, Augie. Um, you know, Jerry's uh, the dead are out and Jerry's in, and uh, it, it <laughs> the kinda, Warfield. Yeah, the Warfield. Um, oh, did you ever see the Jerry Garcia? Band? Excuse me, the Jerry Garcia band. I never saw Jerry Garcia band. I've seen the Grateful Dead with Jerry a number of times. What about you, Vo? That's one thing I, I'll, I'll always regret is that I never got to see him, and he and he always played intimate shows. And I was like, oh my God, I could have afforded that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. So you saw uh, the dead, son? I saw the dead I'm up in New England a lot, you know. And uh, yeah, up in Oxford Plain Speedway was my first first one in 88. My God, that was awesome. And um, that was in Maine, right? Yeah, that was Maine two days, yeah. Oh my God, some, somebody spiked a joint on me. Oh. <laughs> Holy Jesus, and some, some naked some naked girl was spin dancing around me. <laughs> you were hooked. Oh, man, I was like, okay, I'm anointed. <laughs> but I think that's kind of a newsflash that uh, you guys never saw the Jerry Garcia never. Yeah, I, was in, I grew up in Colorado, and uh, so around, uh, let's see, 1990 was my first dead show. Uh, I kind of got into the Grateful Dead around '87, and I was 15 when the when the Dead came to Red Rocks for the last time, and my parents said, "No, no huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that." And so I really wasn't old enough to sort of travel, I guess, on my own at the time. And so I never made it out to California to see JGB. Yeah, well, I don't know, but you have recreated it like nobody's business. I mean, well, good. I mean, I, I we saw enough of those shows, and to see you guys and. I mean, I know Rodney described it a little bit as church. Totally. You know, and without question. And I want to talk about that night at the Mystic because um, when we were roaming around interviewing the other guys, Augie had a minute to uh, to chat with you, Garrett. Um, and why don't you remind him of that? I don't know if he remembers. Yeah. Uh, you remember that, Augie? Yeah, so he was sitting in the in the other room. From where we were talking to the band, the rest of the that band. was that was Garrett's private room. He had his private room. <laughs> <laughs> well, this man puts out so much energy that he has to, you know, diffuse really. Because yeah. I mean, you know, the energy level, energy level that you put out is is amazing. I mean, it, it would be almost a medical situation if, <laughs> if we didn't give the man a minute to, you know, relax, catch his breath, you know, catch his mental back. Yeah. Land the rocket ship, you know yeah. what I mean? Because uh, it's it's impressive the amount of energy and and uh, yep. intellectual, uh, mental, and physical um, energy that you put out. So I mean, it takes a minute. Uh, well, so, it's a great way of putting it. It feels like yes, a medical sir, situation. Uh, no, I, <laughs> at the end of every set, I, I, I saw <laughs> it, you could almost see the man. You know, like. Well, you know, you guys, and and we're not done with this story, but this pops to my head before I forget. You guys have like a little uh, team roundup huddle before every show, and it looks like you do it afterwards as well. Usually before. Before. We kind of get ourselves together in a circle and really just sort of put our energies together and build just sort of build something up it's it's always different every time is different yep. we never know quite what's going to happen sometimes it's yep. funny sometimes it's real serious sometimes yep. it sounds like uh 
Buddhist monks chanting. <laughs> Sometimes there's random frog noises and other things going on. We don't, we never know. Whatever. Well, I saw Sun running through the crowd at uh, Perry's in Fairfax. That's where I met you, Sun. And, oh, yes. and uh, you were like, come on, come on, come on. We got to huddle up. We got to get going. And then, it, you know, <laughs> that place, it's, uh, it's really a bar more than anything. Yeah. And uh, like, where the hell are we going to do that? Yeah, yeah. So you guys went by out the and, heater <laughs> outside, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did it outside or maybe inside in that little patio. Yeah. yeah. But that's when I really noticed it. But I noticed after that, that mystic show just the you know the appreciation you guys all had for each other coming off the stage yeah and i mean that's something that i was i asked them that night is that what you do every time or was this show special or what what are you about i think we do that pretty much every time because it's just it's you know jmf to, to me, it really feels very, very much collective. It's like we yeah. we are a band, and uh, I mean, this is family, dude. I mean, to, yeah. to, to me, this is a special group of, of people. I, I, I've, I mean, I have played in a lot of bands. I've played thousands of shows, and but just this this collection of musicians, I I don't even know what to say about it. That it's just that this this is one of the most special group of people I've ever played with in my life. Yeah, it's a great time. We have a great time uh, performing together and every show is every show is a little different. Uh, we yep. never know where things are going to go and uh, yeah. how things are going to turn out and they always seem we always yep. seem to land on our feet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. yeah. Well, you guys there's I mean, there's a, a collective respect that we all have too and and I and, and uh, you know, yeah. Well, it comes out. I mean, it comes out, uh, you as individuals, I've now met every one of the band. Uh, you know, tonight, I mean, Garrett and I said hello here and there, but tonight we've been chatting and now I know you all <laughs> even better and right down the line. I mean, every person, just amazing. So that that, that yeah. comes out. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sure. sir, Augie. <laughs> I, I was going to add that that night, the bass player was sitting in, the, the gentleman that was sitting in. JP. So yeah. to, to bring him into the mix that day, you know, the bass player to bring somebody else in and to, you know, have a, have everything click. I mean, you have to have a huddle. You have to have a, hey, guys, boom, boom, you know what I mean? Uh, coming together. And it, it, he's yeah. amazing, you know, that, that gentleman. Yeah, that, so, yeah. Well, that guy's a special, he's a special dude, so that guy. He plays with JGB now with Melvin, <laughs> yeah. so he's a ringer. Yeah. We, <laughs> we had to bring in a ringer to replace Sunbo. Yeah, no, nobody else would do. So. No, but he is special. He's a he's a great player. I mean, I've seen a lot of players, and he he's really good. I mean, you know, yeah. I was you know, no, no disrespect to Mr. Lesh, but this guy, <laughs> this guy can play. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So tell me, so so you guys, all right? So, so back now, to the story. Yeah, back to the story. <laughs> back to the story was uh, so I walked up to him and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, thank you for it was my honor to be here, and it, it was really special to hear you guys, and." Uh, I, I told you, I, I closed my eyes and I thought I was like at a Buddy Holly concert. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And yeah. then it caught you. And I go like this, I swear, man, this could have been 1957. Oh, where, yeah. And we were at a small place somewhere Oops. far away. And, uh, you know, the, the, the vibe was just, I, I wasn't there in 1957, but I, I just kept imagining that that's how it was for the kids watching those shows with some guy with super energy, just like, oh, my God, look at this kid. You yeah, know I, mean? just I remember you away. saying that, and I remember uh-huh. how much that meant to me, too, because... Uh, because that's the birth of rock and roll. That's yeah. the, It captures the vibe in the, the whole uh, Southwest, yeah. you know, trip about it. It's almost 
like you said, like church. Yeah. It's almost like a revival thing. You know what I mean? It's totally. And it's an electric. And it's electric. It's there's an electricity in the air. Well, this man in front of me, I'm telling you, (laughs) did that bring bring up bring something up in you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I was always a Buddy Holly fan. I grew up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and for me to catch it without me and you have ever having to speak, right, right. and for me to you know I caught that vibe. I go something. There's something there in that kid that he must have listened to it a lot, or it's part of his background music because the vibe was there. You know, that's why it meant so much to me that he said that. It yeah. really touched me because mm-hmm. that that was a, that's a special compliment to be paid. I, I felt without no without no you know. Uh, priming on somebody telling me hey this guy was into you know yeah. well then it would have been easy you know what i mean you know yeah. but uh uh it 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 really was and and uh like when you did knocking on heaven's door mm. just just the vibe you put out there it's really special and the fact that you guys uh visited different genres of music mm-hmm. that's not easy mm-hmm. you know it's it's easy if you plug in and you do uh, grateful dead covers you know for two hours or something but i mean you guys go everywhere you know on the what's on the, the musical what's, spectrum you what's know? the next buddy holly uh cover we're gonna hear you have any suggestions Augie? you know, know there's <laughs> a there's a dead show that i had when i was in high school it was from let's see man manhattan center maybe in 1971 they covered oh boy oh wow. i always thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. here's a grateful dead <laughs> cover some buddy holly That's pretty cool. Can you guys work that in? Yeah, right. Always not, hey, not, not fade away. <laughs> made that not opposed to it. You're not opposed. I mean, you don't. I mean, it's not all Jerry Garcia band music that you play at shows, right? No, no. no. Uh, we cover some Sam Cooke, and there's. Yeah. Uh, but that's what Jerry Garcia band was. Exactly. Whenever I went to see him, it was I didn't. I you got Aretha Franklin in there for God's sake. You know yeah. what I mean? You know. It was all over the place. It's like we're a cover band covering a cover band playing covers. (laughs) (laughs) And there they are. Jerry's real big. Cover, cover, cover band. (laughs) It's just just that Jerry didn't have enough material, so he had to, you know, borrow. Yeah, right. (laughs) He didn't have any good uh, writers in his cadre of (laughs) of people. Um, Just this week, though, I did. I was uh, was in New York City, and I listened to a Richie Valens song, Hey, let's go, let's go, little darling. Oh, yeah. And then I pictured you doing it. Uh, and, and I was in Manhattan wow. in, in, my, in my hotel room. Wow, And How I about put that? that on. And then I go like this. I go, I'm going to suggest it because I can picture him doing this, man, and it, just knocking the crowd out. See there? You know? There's a little connection. Yeah. Right. So, so okay, then, put that in your repertoire, please. All right. Yeah. You uh, never Richie know. Richie Valens, man. <laughs> Are you a little darling. Are you opposed to that two, one? Those two fellas passed away together yes, on that airplane. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not against it either, son. Oh hell no! <laughs> I'm, I'm game for pretty much anything. Well, because it's just the energy that uh, that he evokes on stage, you know, and 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 then his band just backs him up wherever he goes. Sometimes it seemed to me like they didn't know where he was going, but they did because I was telling him earlier that the girls, every single word he says, they they're mouthing it. Oh yeah, you know there. what I mean? They're there, they're there, they're there with you. It's like this. 
they do they practice their uh his his uh, jams you know like his you know when he just goes off on his own his tangents does he <laughs> practice the tangents that's what you're asking yourself <laughs> yeah i was asking myself that night. i go how do they know but they're special. Yeah, they, they, they have anticipation that now that they've. That well, they it's called chemistry. Own. It's called a band. It's called a band. Like, yeah, know, that's that's something about JMF. They know how to look like, at him and listen. We feel like we have musical ESP with each other sometimes. Yep. Yeah. No, yep. no, that's, that's really cool. Way of looking at it, really and it's cool. so natural feeling. I feel like that's it. It always be. I, I remember that after we had that rehearsal together, when when finally all the girls were there and John Gold was there, and we, that rehearsal I was like. It's like, oh my God, this is a special group right here. Yeah. Hey, just like you guys have harmony, I remember watching Jerry and uh, Bob and them get mad at each other on stage. <laughs> well, and, like, Jerry would look too. over and like, like tap his foot, like, like <laughs> mad, and everybody kind of upset, you know. And but that was part of their harmony. That was sure. part of their mix. You it, know? Happens. it happens. It happens. Yeah. So what do you? What do you? Uh, that all that's so true. This is a special band. How do you, uh, you know, you're L.A. based originally, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett has graced us now for a little over a year in the in Marin, the Bay Area. Oh, it's been uh, great. Yeah. Um, how do you guys handle that? Because, um, you know, everybody else is down there, right? Well, son mentioned rehearsal and I chuckled because <laughs> I thought, scratch my head like, I don't remember rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so long ago. <laughs> we're all scattered all over the state yeah that was probably like five easily five years ago oh at least yeah so now when you have a gig you show up yeah yeah we all show up that's half the battle showing up yeah. <laughs> the set list and, be, and be ready all right so you have the set list um you know out ahead of time then yeah yeah typically way. we'll have a set own. list and- i wanted to answer I, that was a very civilized answer i thought he was going to answer like I, alan iverson Practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Practice. Practice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, I, you would never fucking know it. I got to tell you, because uh, you know, I'm just kind of in awe when I, I listen to this band. How do you bring it? So, what's the difference between you guys? Can both answer this? The LA vibe, the crowd, and and your reach there versus the Bay Area. Is there any different? Or tell me about that dynamic, if there is any. Well, won't you? go ahead, son. Uh, I mean. I would say, I mean, it's it's a really good crowd out here. I, I think because we offered Jerry Garcia band music, and it's also the same crowd as as the Dead scene, and they're they're just they're sort of rabid, you know. They're very they, they really love this band, and also we just collectively we know so many people in the scene down here um, that it's just really wonderful. And then it kind of and then. Kind of the same thing as as well as up there. Be I think probably because collectively uh, Rodney's has lived up there. Even Helena lived up there. And, yeah, uh, Mill Valley. Now you and now you, Gary. So you mm-hmm. know, there's there, there's a building of. I mean, it's, it's just as I was. What would you say, Garrett? About the same the popularity. Yeah, I'd say you know the Bay Area has spot. such yeah. a history with this music. Yeah, that, uh, it's pretty. You know, the fans are here, and yeah, uh, that's, yeah. in L.A. It's so big and spread out down there. It's kind of, it's a little different. Um, so in L.A., it's in, you see a lot of the same faces and you get to kind of know the whole crowd. Whereas here, there's so many people to meet. 
you know, I try to remember yes. folks' names as best I can. Uh, and I just man, oh, I man. lost it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that myself when I go to different venues around here. Like I'll go down to Menlo Park or Redwood mm-hmm. City, which is down in the South Bay here in the Bay Area. And I'll see a whole... Now, you see some people that are mm-hmm. all the shows, of course. Right, but right. They're, I go, wow, look at this. It doesn't matter where. It's Oshkosh over in right. uh, Berkeley. Forest Knowles. That's right. You've been playing at the paper mill, <laughs> yeah. which is so awesome. Um, yeah, I was just kind of curious at how that sort of played out. Um, seems like the local locals. Seems like the uh, <laughs> scene yeah. in LA is kind of coming coming back up. It seems like there's more uh, interest these days in Grateful Dead and JGB music down there. So what I was getting at with the Bay Area versus LA, not versus, but just the the melding or contrasting. The, the, the contrasting. Thank you for that word, Augie. Um, you know, how do you, how do you, two things, how do you get it to, is there a national reach ability for this band or do you think it's more of a California thing or do you care? I think we're getting there. I think, uh, I think we're getting to a national reach. Um, we're, you know, we've been in California most, most of the whole time, but we've spread out a little bit to, uh, Oregon, Colorado, Arizona. I think we've Daddy done a up. show or two yeah. in Nevada. Um, but it's difficult to get, you know, uh, national reach without really building up our, our sort of our base. Right. Well, that's and what I you're doing, do. right? But I'll tell you, though, I mean, I, I have a lot of dead friends in the East Coast, and they have all heard of us, I'll tell you. That's awesome. I, cause you know, I, and, and they talk about us. So there's, there's, there's definitely chatter. Let's, let me swing it back to Sweetwater just for a second, because I, I told Garrett I was going to ask him about some favorite moments here, and then I didn't <laughs> ask him. And then he was looking at his phone, going, fucking trying to see when they played. But Yeah, I was looking at old set lists and looking at dates, and, you know, when we played here. I think first time might have been 2018 or so. And one of my favorite moments uh, was... Um, well, I've got a lot of fa- favorite moments here, Good. I suppose, playing the Sweetwater. But uh, I had a great time uh, on stage once playing Jerry Garcia's uh, Saturn guitar, wow. which uh, our buddy was generous mm. enough to bring down Is that for Andy us. Logan? Andy, yes, Andy Logan. He's just he's one of our best pals, and uh, I can't say yep. enough about Andy. He's yep. he's a wonderful support and. Uh, he he brought this guitar down, and I mean, there was just something special about that instrument. It had some mojo to it that I could feel. It had a visceral energy to it, and there was. We were playing that night, and I was sort of had my eyes closed, and I wasn't even there, and it uh, sort of played itself. So that was that was a really wow. special moment playing that guitar. Wow, yeah, that's hard to beat. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure there was more than one. That's mm. a tough one to beat. Yeah, that was, that one was tough to beat. Mm. Yeah. How about you, son? Anything uh, stick out? Uh, favorite moment here? Have you played here enough to have one? Or is it coming up in June when you guys are going to be here? <laughs> well, we're going to find out. But I mean, I, I, I just certainly remember just the first time playing, just playing there for the first time. To me, that that was the special moment. Right. Because there's just some, I've, I don't know, just walking on that stage before, every, before the crowd was there, just to soak it in. To, just to know here, here we are. We we did a. Uh, there's, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I don't know. There's just an anticipation that you feel right before you hit the stage. Listen, you guys. I mean, magic. Uh, did you say magic? That's you guys. You guys are magic. Um, you are part of this 50 year anniversary legacy or the 
just the legacy of Sweetwater celebrating its 50th this year, starting last um, November. Um, you're on the wall here. You're everywhere. You're in the in the walls, you know, on the wall and in the walls. And what a uh, privilege! It's yeah. really a dream come true. That's cool. honored. Very yeah. cool. And we're honored to to hang with you. And I can now call you guys my friends. Of which course, is, uh, a bonus. Absolutely, Absolutely. Oh, oh, amigos. amigos, thank you for that, Augie. Absolutely, you too. All right, guys, do anybody want to say anything about what else you got coming up personally? Uh, son, I think you're writing a book or something. Yeah, I just finished writing a book. Okay, tell us about it. Finally out, Tales of the Mekong Delta Blues Man. Ah. And it's, uh, it's, it's an autobiography, uh, believe it or not. No son has quite a story. <laughs> it's just, a, you know, everybody kept telling me maybe you should, you should really write a story about I, I you know because i came from uh, the vietnam war i escaped the vietnam war 10 days before and uh, and then from there on out uh, my my life was let's just say quite uh, yeah, uh colorful and uh, wow so that's <laughs> all over the place and then it so i just decided you know you, you know what just just do it and it was it was a two yeah. and a half uh, uh, you know, it took about two and a half, three years to, to finish, but I did it. That's impressive, son. That is Thanks, way dude. impressive. And the really story, I'm is, sure. Wow. Yeah, it was a labor. Wow. It was, you, at times, I did not want to finish it, but I was like, well, you just got to do it. Just just got to do it. And, and I'm just glad I did it. And, you know, and well, you make know. sure you have a good editor and they correct all your mistakes. and. <laughs> Well, you might, just, you might have just inspired another immigrant to write his story. I came from uh, Jalisco, Mexico, in 1960 as a two-year-old, two and uh, I was in Ellis Island awesome. last week, and the uh, tears were coming down my face. You know, mm -hmm. just just the wow. immigrant story of mm -hmm. it's. Uh, that's what this is about. That's yep. what it's about. Yeah, I was just and in it, front of the about just of working the, hard and yes, fulfill, right. fulfill your dreams. Don't ever give up. Yeah, and that's what this is about. Don't ever give up, no matter how hard you how hard it can be. Just keep going. Despite the adversity. Tell Thank me the you. title. Thank you for that. Yeah. That tell me the title of the book again. That's Mekong Tales Street. of the Mekong Delta blues man. Man. And, uh, it's, it's on sale uh, on Amazon and the ebook's going to be coming on April 1st or right now the paper book's available and the, uh, the hard cover is going to come out soon. And, and I'm going to do an audio book probably by next month. Are you going to do it yourself? Read oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be fun. That's well, you know, in, in our lifetime, we are all products of the Vietnam War, literally, and I mean that. Isn't that a trip? Yeah, because I saw it, I felt it in my neighborhood. Yeah. I look, I grew up in San Francisco watching uh, oh, yes. uh, uh, Vietnam protests, and when I was a child, I, I, yes. I wanted to be combat. I, I wanted to be sergeant, you know, in the in the... To be, to be a little soldier, mm -hmm. you know, that's what they wow. were, you know, culturally, that's what they were training us to do. And then of when course, I saw yeah. guys from the neighborhood not coming back, and then I started yeah. understanding the nature of war and all that, it changed yeah. my life. Thank you for that, Augie. Very insightful. Okay, Garrett, I wanted to ask you about uh, what's going on with your side project. And how about some uh, local stuff uh, here? Are you doing some stuff solo around here? Yeah, right? I've been uh, doing some stuff solo around here. I have a band called G. Deloyan Band that's coming together. We've played a couple shows. We have some things booked at Perry's. Nice. And we have awesome. a date saved here at Sweetwater, which I believe is either November or December. Oh, for your band. Yeah, yep. nice. Yep. 
Uh, so we're looking great. forward to that. For you, those of you in LA that you want to spend a weekend up at the Bay, come on up, come on up and check, uh, see if Garrett's <laughs> playing. And uh, for those of you in SoCal, check out Sun and read his book, would you please? Yes, indeed. And us from the 415 in that little backwater called San Francisco, we can't wait to get the G. DeLoyne uh, band of in there. There you uh, go. Yeah, let's yes. come to the city. Right yeah. on. I'd love to. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a lot for your time. Hey, uh, appreciate something. Uh, nope, that's it. We're out of no go. Ahead. <laughs> um, I love it. You know, the, the Jerry's middle finger, I always think of the finger that's missing, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, and then does anybody know the story of how that happened to Jerry? Yeah. I think oh. They used to play that little game of chicken. Yeah. And then oh, it, yes. it, it happened. Yep. Shit catches up with you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's the moral. All right, we've said goodbye like three times, but I, you know what? I talked to you guys all night, so uh, we'll <laughs> see you though. Yeah, we will see you uh, for sure at Skull and Roses on the twenty first, and we'll be there sooner if you want to hang out. Looking forward to and it. Look for uh, look for uh, Tales from the Green Room and Mount Tam Media. Looking forward to your book. We will be there. Right on. Thank you. Okay, guys. Cheers. Yes, thanks for the interview. You Cheers. Take care, you guys. All right, son. Thank you. All right, we'll see you, guys. you. See you all soon. Go rehearse. Bye. Toy rider, why did you ride so slow? Once the wind was warm and sweet, the ladies all in lace. Up there on the prominence, the tears they freeze your face. Prominent toy rider, territory ranger, territory Let's just talk about, I've heard it described as a shift. I've heard it described as a level up. Uh, what's happened in the last few weeks with this band? <laughs> what, uh-huh. is, what has uh-huh. happened? Well, uh, the Guild was, man, that was a, quite a treat. Uh, our good friend Andy Logan brought his uh, recent acquisition, the Alligator, Jerry's Alligator, for us to mess around with for the first time, and we all just sort of... Jaws hit the floor when we saw that thing. So it, I don't know. It, it fed us with some. It gave us an infusion of yeah. some mojo. You could feel it. I have a question because I was wondering at what point did you lose control <laughs> up there and somebody else take over, or was it combination? No, I don't know. I felt I felt pretty focused all night, but there was one moment where the guitar did play itself. I, I noticed uh, I was singing. Uh, and I was goosebumps. conscious of trying to uh, play lightly so that I wasn't sort of stomping on my own singing. And all of a sudden, this note came out that I didn't play that just rang out. And I went, whoa, whoa. that sounded pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't intentional. So it was like something something came out by itself. That was pretty cool. Sometimes you can see a spirit. At one point in the show, I don't remember exactly where... You said real close to me, I think this guitar is playing me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. 
We all know who was playing that yeah, guitar. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but there's only so many people that can actually do that, Garrett. And, oh, well. uh, you know, I mean, yes, uh, those spirits choose the bodies that they flow through. So <laughs> let me just say that. Um, what about the Bill Walton thing? I wanna, I'm looking at you, John, because the Bill Walton thing, <laughs> the Bill Walton thing just blew your mind. It really did. You know, yeah, I mean, he, we... we um, interviewed Bill Walton at Skull and Roses right after your set. <laughs> and, uh, so we, he he was like, I was mine. As, yeah, you probably got the, the, <laughs> the good part of it, yeah. We, yeah we, that was when he was truly like... He was, he was affected. He, he yeah. was affected. He talked about it. Uh, shout out to our friends at No Simple Road, who we did that interview with. It's going to be mm -hmm. on YouTube soon. But Love them. That was, yeah. that was the moment. And Tell me, tell me more, John. We were backstage and uh, 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 sitting down around a table, just having dinner, really. And uh, he goes, "You're the keyboard player for Jerry's Middle Finger." <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He goes, "What is your name?" <laughs> I said, uh, "John Gold." He goes, "With an H or without an H?" <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, I've I've had to spell my three-letter name my whole life, like a, like a boy named Sue, really, you know." And I said, "Thank you for asking." No H. He goes, "Well, I'm Bill." Two L's. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, just thank you for my life. Thank you. He goes, you're, he said, you're like a, uh, a cross between a, a, a forklift and a solar panel. Seriously? How's that again? He goes, well, That's you crazy. lift people up and you take in their energy and you convert it and give it back to them. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Wow. That's awesome. Solar like, panel. Okay, the man wow. Well, I can't articulate my feelings panel. right now. <laughs> quite and I'm, the I can't go up against, uh, you know, Bill Walton in the, in the verbiage department. <laughs> right. But, I mean, we both try to describe what the other meant to the other you know it was yeah. just it was remarkable i couldn't believe it was happening and um because I, I followed him i told him he asked me when did you first get the, get the grateful dead and i said i remember the, the exact show it was uh november 17 1973 ucla poly pavilion he goes i was there i go <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> so we kind of had this, this, that, that was our jumping off point, I think. And then, um, uh, then he came to San Diego when we played, uh, at Solana Beach at, uh, yeah, Belly Up. Uh, Jason Scherner brought, uh, Mission Control. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had brought, uh, my copy of Bill Walton's autobiography and I asked him if he would sign it. I didn't realize he was going to write <laughs> an essay, uh, you know, saying, I love Jerry's middle finger, I love you, I've waited 28 years to, you know, do this, and now that I'm at, you know, to find you, meaning after Jerry passed. He made a point of now, saying that to each of us each individually. Each of us individually you know, came as up well. And, and yes. you know, greeted, he remembers all our names, you know, and, and walks up to us and made a point of saying yep. to each one of us, yeah. mm -hmm. I've been waiting for you for 28 years. And, yeah. I mean, like, first, I was, like 20 years of my brain just went like oh my god I realized yeah. what he was saying and I mean for him just because I know how excited he gets about stuff when you listen to him anyway oh, yeah. he's, he's so excited and he, he waxes on and waxes poetic about so much stuff but that statement was heavy that was, yeah. what's, re what's heavy. remarkable too is he's now since the, he, when he first all this all happened at Skull and Roses. Um, at Skull and Roses, and then at Aftermath, and I've been sort of corresponding with him. And then, um, you know, he 
he he wrote this post. He put a post up on social media, somewhat promoting his uh, thirty for thirty ESPN mm -hmm. special. Mm -hmm. Have you guys been watching that? By the way, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Parts three and four. And, he, and he, lives, he does this sort of recap of his life. He says, <laughs> you know, when I was fifteen years old, this happened. When I was, you know, twenty-eight, this happened. When I was thirty-something, I met my lovely wife, changed my life, and so on and so forth. And the last one is when I and now I'm seventy. And I've met, and I know this by heart because I've heard it so many times <laughs> since. But he says, and now I'm 70, and I and I found finally found Jerry's middle finger, and now I can live. I have the chance to live a complete and full life. When I was 15, I found the Grateful Dead, Stu Gotch, UCLA, and John Wooden. Then, when I was 17, I found the ultimate mentor, Ernie Vandeweghe. 28, Marty Glickman taught me how to speak. When I was 37, I found the woman of my dreams. Lori, the greatest everything ever. She's not a thing, but I can't think of a better word than everything. We have six children, 14 grandchildren. When I was 55, Dr. Garfin, Dr. Liz Stimson, UC San Diego, they saved my life, fixing my spine. When I was 56, I found Pat Kilkenny and Ted Roth, who took Ernie Vandeweghe's place. Now that I'm 70, I just found Jerry's middle finger, and now I have a chance at a full and complete life. I am the luckiest guy in the world, and believe it or not, ESPN is putting a 30 for 30 on my life on TV tonight. Wow. So he said that to us initially. Yeah. And then it was posted on social media. And that was like, okay, wow, it's on social media. And since he's now done radio interviews and, and podcasts all over the country, and he says it in his radio interviews and podcasts. So it's like, what? So he I mean, the it's in every level that he keeps doing this, we're, we're like, Okay, okay, I guess this. I guess he likes us. <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's really hard, as you can imagine. To, to. I mean, we we know that the music we play is powerful. We know that it has effect on people. That's why we do it because it makes up people happy. It warms hearts and makes people our own. You know, it stirs emotion and all the yeah. magical. That's why we do this. But we also know how important that man is to this scene and the Grateful Dead. As in historically, his presence has been something that's been incredibly mm. potent. Like seeing him at Shoreline shows when I was 18 years old, yeah. you know, people used to say, "You having a bad trip? Look for Bill." Yeah, <laughs> grounded. Yeah. Grounded. You know, yeah. it's like the yeah. arms, the like, smile. Yeah. It gives me chills because yeah, I, like, yeah. you know, it. Yeah. That was it was a yeah. go-to. One of so. I mean, Helena and I had a, a chat on the phone the other day, and I think there were three goosebump moments. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I mean, I just got one when you told me the rest of the story about mm -hmm. what he's doing. Every social media. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I had no idea. Well, yeah. well yeah. the that, first one that I seven. saw that somebody posted was him on a, a radio show down in South Florida. Oh, right. Which I used to live in South Florida, and for whatever reason, I found this sports radio program just because it was so entertaining. I listened to it for years and years, and there's Bill on this program mentioning our band. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't so believe it. I'm like, what I know going... that show, <laughs> the Dan Levitard show in South Florida. I was like, what wow. is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned some, yeah. um, and just about the music uh, at at uh, Skull and Roses, <clears throat> and you just said you felt a shift. What What did you mean by that? Well, I guess exactly that. Um, 
Come on, I am. I see you were sitting there trying to sleep before the show. That's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was interrupted, really interrupted by my nap to, to, to perform the live. Now all of a sudden you're on. What's a shift? What's a shift? No, but the, it, it certainly felt like it. I, I just feel like this band, you know. Plus, I, I've 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 come back into the band, and I feel like uh, we played enough uh, gigs together where uh, I just feel like you know it's. Uh, it's back. It's together, oh. mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, it just feels like it's We're a family home. again, and uh, it it's is. special. Yeah. And you know, and that's a really special gig. And uh, you know, and uh, and it's and you're right because since then things have continued to shift. Yeah, there's just yeah, just that specific, you know, just with the sunlight coming down, and, mm. you know, just coming around. Mm. <laughs> well, I just mean, felt different with that shining stars. Like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, audience yeah. was singing so shining star up. back to us yeah. at the end. Just yeah. everything. Um, it was just insane. an amalgamation of everything. It just feels, it just feels special. I, I was going to give you the audience perspective because yeah. uh, they're almost ready for you. It's <laughs> I was going to yeah. give you the audience perspective because we felt that too. How many more minutes do we have? So we're going to push to 8.15, if that's okay, because we still yeah, have that's great. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay. 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 Very good. All right, because these guys have lots to talk about. Yeah, you know, I turned around and looked like at that, I remember, looked just looking <laughs> at uh, the crowd at that show, and it was just, Deuce. you could feel. Works yeah. at a different frequency. Yeah. So, uh, well, um, Helena described the shift as something else. Do you remember what you described oh, that I, as? I said, uh, it feels like, I, I, often when, when we have a... a, a a bump that you know feels like we're riding a, a new wave or we're hitting another crest I, I, I always say we're leveling up you know because that's what it feels like you know it's like and then everything's different and now we're here and we experience this and then something else comes along and bumps us up to here and as we move along it's just interesting to kind of things start working differently certain things are harder and a lot of things are easier and work better yeah, so and, you're, um, you're you're moving in a direction you always have been. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, and the energy is uh, the energy is what it really yeah. is. What is mind blowing? Just that that I mean that's what I feel lifting us to the next level, you know. And then whatever logistically is happening at that level, it happens. But it's yeah. that energy that that pushes us there. Do you guys ever? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just you know the dad always explained like they, they you know. They, they didn't even know what was going on, right? It was just, something was just playing. They right. were vessels. Do you guys feel like that? Are you starting to feel like that when you're playing now that you're bit. just like, what the hell, like when you're playing the guitar? <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at the best moments is when, you know, I'm sort of not really uh, thinking about it. Just sort of, it, everything's just sort of happening very... Uh, naturally and very effortlessly yeah i think that's yeah. like in, yeah. in basketball shooting or golf yeah. you know, when you right. think exactly. you're safe, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you can't exactly. think yeah. uh lisa mm -hmm. over there yes, uh, I, <laughs> i'm gonna call on you i know they're gonna <clears throat> you guys gotta get on soon she's gonna do her homework I know. so but I, lisa's my closure she knows it closer you have been since you did our inaugural the women are smarter podcast with us and that was the drop the mic moment i'm not asking you to drop the mic but i want to hear what you have to say about all this oh you can drop the mic <laughs> no no she let her <laughs> number one um i'm really grateful and i feel like we're all on a special journey so we're all individuals and we bring what we bring here but um I'm getting emotional because I can't help it because I love you guys. Um, 
I've been witnessing all of us go through things and choose love and choose healing. And uh, at the foundation of it all, for all of us, is how special this music is. So every one of the souls that's in this project lives their own specific type of gospel. And as we've shifted or as we've leveled up or as we've made decisions, I see everybody getting lighter and shinier and healthier. So when I think about that, um, it's very filling to my soul. So I don't feel tired when I get home after playing these shows. We've fallen into a formula. We've learned a lot of things. We've all gotten healthier and it it feeds me even more than I put into it. Yeah. Recommend that yeah, before yeah, I exactly. go to stay yeah. <laughs> if I can yeah, have she's, beautiful. She's right. she's yeah, right. beautiful. Wow. I mean again, that's that's why you're the freaking closer. Yeah. <laughs> I see people that I love making yeah. good decisions mm -hmm. for themselves and it's ricocheting on a path of energy through this scene, through the earth, through our families, through our loved ones, and it's undeniable. Yeah, Happy birthday. We're going to let you guys go. Um, oh I know yeah. Stephanie wants to take our picture on the way out the door. We'll do that real fast. But sure. yeah. We love you guys. I mean, uh, we're so pleased, you too. We're so pleased yeah. to be in the midst of this, just around it. Or, you know, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for making the time and space for us. This vibe. What's it like going out to Sweetwater right now with this uh, oh, sold out crowd? It's going to go off. It's going to go off. We're on our way out there. Thank you guys. There was magic in the room when we first pulled it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. From the way rider, Promontory Rider Territory Ranger Promontory Rider before we let you go, and thank you for listening to the Jerry's Middle Finger episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. We want to say a couple of more words about Sun Vo and his book, The Mekong Delta Blues Man. Sun Vo's book and Sun Vo himself are both just tremendous. The story is tremendous, and I want to encourage people to take a look at this book, buy it, read it. You can probably still get it on Amazon, but before you do that, check to see, because soon it will be available directly on Sun's website, www.sunvosongs.com. That's S-O-N-V-O songs.com. And if you do it that way, a little bit better for the author. And let me tell you, this author, Sun Vo, a respected musician in the Southern California jam band music scene. He's also a singer, songwriter, and a multi-instrumentalist. He's a mixer and a producer artist around the country so he is a you read the book and you'll find out man his path to get here was amazing and challenging and sometimes scary but this is where he got and you know what's really interesting too is that for i think he's been doing this about 15 years he's recorded over 15,000 singing bowls for bodhisattva trading company which is, I don't know, I find that very interesting. And he's the one of the ones that may be uh, walking away from that. I hope his employer doesn't hear this before that actually happens. But anyway, the story, 
The story of Son, his unique life story has been shared in the Washington Post and the Alabama Times, and two short films by IBM and the LA Times have been made, with the LA Times winning a prestigious journalistic award about the story in 2022. So there's a lot of reasons to pick up this book. Uh, please do it. And while you're at it, come say hello to Son and the rest of the band. If you're listening to this in 2023, you still have a chance to check them out at the Cornerstone in Berkeley on New Year's Eve, 2023. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Green Room, a presentation of Mount Tam Media. You can hear more spontaneous stories from the secluded confines of green rooms on our next episode. To experience all Mount Tam Media productions, including the Woman Are Smarter podcast, log on to mounttammedia.com. We'll see you at the next show.